A shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. Hello, this is Father Thomas, and welcome to the Sprouting Stump podcast series, where we reflect on the readings that come to us from the Mass each day. When we take a little time to let the Spirit come upon us, a bud shall indeed blossom in our hearts, so we might be renewed in spirit and strengthened in faith, as we take this time together to enter into that beautiful word that comes to us from God. Today's reflection is on the Epiphany. If I were to ask any Christian what is the most significant event that has taken place throughout this entire season we're celebrating, pretty much everybody's going to give the same response. Well, duh, it's the birth of Christ, the Nativity. In fact, the whole season is called Christmas. The Nativity is what took place on Christmas Day. If the church recognizes that, or has this mentality that that is the most significant event. But if I were to ask the same people, what event seems to be the most mysterious, the most intriguing, it's a little bit more challenging of an answer. So as reflecting today, we're reflecting on this day, it seems like the epiphany seems to be that event which most people find the most intriguing, the most curious. Because of all the events that take place at Christmas, it's the one event that seems to have the most unanswered questions, and we are a curious people. We like to know the answers to things, and there's so many things that simply have not been answered. We think about the epiphany and all this stuff that takes place, there's question after question after question that after 2,000 years we still have not come up with a good answer. Like one of the obvious questions is, what exactly were the magi? Were they kings? We get that from the first reading today from the psalm that we, we, celebrate, we, we said in our response, Psalm 72. Were they magicians? In fact, the word magician comes from the word magi. Were they priests? The original definition of the word magi meant of the priestly clan from Persia. Were they astrologers? They were following a star after all, that's what led them to Jesus. The gospel never says what exactly they were. One of the other obvious questions is, how many were there? They're going to say there's three. We know there's three because we've got three of them sitting right over here. But the gospel never says there was three, it just says there was magi. And we just traditionally presume there was three because there was three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But we have no idea if each one of them brought one gift, or however many they were, they brought all three gifts. Or two gifts or a combination. Where were they from? We think evidence points to Persia because it says in the east, but we have absolutely no idea. It continues on and on. How old was Jesus when they came to him? We don't know. 
We think he was actually around one to one and a half years old based on the evidence. So no, he was not a newborn child when they encountered him. He was probably actually walking by that time and driving very nice. One of the things about epiphanies that I've always found mysterious is why is it that we still say there's 12 days of Christmas? Has anyone ever counted? If Epiphany was after the end of Christmas, which why the light, it's never been the end of Christmas. The baptism of the Lord has always been traditionally the end of the Christmas season. But even if it was, today's Epiphany was traditionally on January 6th. If you count, there's 13 days of Christmas, not 12. So we have all this intrigue about this event that's taking place. But one of the most mysterious and intriguing questions that people tend to not ask is why do we even celebrate this day to begin with? What's the big deal? It becomes even more mysterious when you think in the early days of the church, Christmas was not celebrated. Epiphany was. Christmas was not actually started to be celebrated almost 200 years after the Epiphany became the holiday to celebrate. So today we see Christmas as the big event, and Epiphany is so mysterious that in the early days of the church they saw the Epiphany as a big event, and all the mystery was in the Nativity. So why did they see the Epiphany, or the epiphany as so important? What was the big deal about it? It's because of why Christ came to begin with. It concludes the story of Christmas. Jesus came for one purpose, to draw all people into the family of God. He enters into this world so the world would have an encounter with Him. And the epiphany is that moment that says that God is opening up for salvation to everybody. Not just to a few, not just to the Jewish people, but to the entire world. The epiphany is that moment when Israel is able to end up in fulfilling the very mission that it was given when Abraham was first called by God. What was the mission of the Israelite people from the very beginning? To be a blessing to the nations, so that the nations will be a blessing to God. That's always been their mission. And the epiphany is that moment when it starts to take place finally. How many of you have heard of the RCIA program? Most of you have, right? In fact, some of you have actually gone through it that I know of. In fact, we have somebody over here pointing her out, sitting in a choir that is going through it right now. And if I were to ask, when did RCIA program begin? Jeannie and Rosane are going to shout out, it began in 1972. Well, that's when it was officially called RCIA. If I were to ask, when the process of drawing people into the church first began, it actually began in the year 33, because right after Jesus died, we had Pentecost, people were starting to be drawn into the church. But if I were to ask you who were the first people to go through the RCIA program, the answer is the Magi. So if you look at the RCIA program and what it entails, the Magi went through the exact same process, and that is why the Epiphany is such a big event. When do we celebrate? People coming into the church 
on the most important day of the year, the Easter Vigil. And we do that because of the significance of bringing people into the church, because that's the whole mission of the church. There's a reason why Christ came into the world, to draw people into that beautiful family of God so that we could be one people worshiping together. And that's what's happening. In RCA, people have an understanding of God they want to pursue, but they don't have all of it. They haven't encountered fully the Christ. The Magi had some understanding of this person, but they didn't know fully who he was. All they knew that there was a newborn king because they saw a star, and they wanted to go find out who he was. And they had their own expectations and their own beliefs about who he was. Just like anybody going through the process has their own expectations and beliefs about God, their faith, the church, other people. And these expectations of the Magi were evident in the gifts that they brought. Why did they bring gold, frankincense, and myrrh? They brought gold because they recognized that the newborn was a king, and gold represented royalty. So that would have been an obvious gift. Why frankincense? Because some reason, something within them told them that this was not just a king, this was also a priest. Because frankincense, incense, was used by priests to offer worship to God. Only the priests used the incense. So they saw in this child a king and a priest. And what is myrrh all about? Myrrh was used to anoint people at their death. But only special people. Because it was expensive. Myrrh was actually more valuable than gold at the time of Jesus. They were bringing myrrh because they believed that this person was not just a king and a priest, who was actually somebody chosen by the God they believed in to be a savior, an anointed one, the Christ for the world, who was going to achieve glory through his death. They already had this understanding of who this was. That's what they expected to encounter. Now, if somebody is going to be a king, a priest, a savior, who is significant and important, what would you expect them to see when they encounter the person after they follow the star? A palace, a royal place, dignitaries. Something incredible, and what do they find? A little child being held by a poor woman in a simple house in a small town. With no one else around. And instead of turning around after they encountered this, instead of saying, this is what we expected, they prostrate themselves before the newborn king. That encounter with Christ changed them. And now their gifts take on a whole new meaning. They brought their gifts to indicate what they believed in, they gave their gifts to indicate what they were now going to do for Christ. They gave their gold because it was their way of saying, the worldly treasures don't matter, don't, don't matter to us anymore. We're giving up that which we hold from this world over to Jesus to recognize there's a greater treasure here that we want. So they exchanged their gold for the true treasure of Christ. 
And they give them incense because it's their way of saying, we now want to worship in the one family. We want to enter into that wonderful worship of this child the same way that God has called his people to worship as one people. We've given up our own ways of worship, our own ways. We're now entering into a new way of worship, praising this child. And they give over their word because birth is a sign of death. And it was their way of saying, we're going to enter the very death that the Savior is going to enter into. We are going to die to ourselves for this child. And if you think about that I give exchanging the worldly things to his God of worship as one people if entering into the death of Christ, no one just described the sacraments of initiation for those who come into the church, baptism, Eucharist, and confirmation. Because after their encounter with Christ, know we here? They went a different way. Herod says to them, you come back to me and tell me where this child is. They disobeyed the commands of the world to listen to the command of God who said, do not go back to Herod. They were willing to risk their life because Herod was a bad king. And he had no qualms about killing people. He killed his wife, he killed two of his brothers, and he's the one that killed the innocents and the massacre of the holy innocents. And yet they were willing to disobey this king to follow the command of God. They were transformed in their encounter with Jesus. And that is why the Epiphany is such a beautiful event. That's why the church has celebrated it as it has. Because the mission of Christ was taking place. He was drawing all nations to himself. And the kings represented the nations coming to him. And they encountered Christ. They come as pagans and they leave as Christians. They entered on that journey of faith and they left transformed. The Epiphany Day is so beautiful because it represents what we are all about. To draw people into the family of God. To bring all nations into encounter with Christ. To make sure that we all together recognize Jesus as the true treasure. To worship as one people of faith and enter into the death of Christ and we can rise with him in glory. That was where Jesus was born in the first place. And if the epiphany moment hadn't happened, his birth would have been meaningless. We are part of that people that are called to draw everybody else into that encounter with Christ. We are called to reflect the very star that was leading them to Jesus. We are called to be a people that draws the nations into an encounter with our Lord so they leave transformed. Epiphany is not supposed to be a moment in history. It's supposed to be a moment that lasts forever until all people are praising God together as one. And we do that by our first becoming like the Magi. Making sure that our own encounter with Christ transforms us, makes us something new, 
makes it so that we leave by a different way than when we came. We draw people to Christ by ourselves having an encounter with Christ. We lead people to the star by reflecting the star. And we help people to give up their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh by ourselves first giving up to Christ our gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. That is the beauty of the true mystery of the Epiphany. It's what the Church celebrates. We should celebrate it too. And more importantly, we should live it too.